welcome back to the Classy Chicks podcast. Hello, everyone. We're glad to be back. It's actually been a second since we've recorded. We've kept putting out episodes, but they were kind of back recorded because last week was Easter Monday. The week before that, help was in Florida. So it's just kind of been a whirlwind. Yeah, it really has been. Yeah, we had that one come out with the contraception pod, um, which was obviously really great. There have only been a handful of episodes I listened back on. Um, I listened back to part of last year's Lent one, and then a lot of the contraception podcast. I didn't finish it, but a lot of it. Um, but I was listening back on the Abby Johnson one that we did, and I was like laughing, like genuinely mm-hmm. enjoying it. I was like, oh, wow, I hope more people listen that to was- this one. That was a good one. But I agree with you. The Contraception Podcast one, I feel like when we recorded, it was late at night. So I was a little bit more tired. But I listened back on it. And it was those girls. Shout out so to smart. um, Shout out to the Contraception Podcast girls, because you guys are very intelligent and gave us a lot of insight. Yeah. So. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, just I was just saying, like, especially on a top uh, a topic that like I'm not well versed on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. But yeah, you want to get in the classy and trashy moments of the week? Yeah, let's do our classy and trashy moments. Um, I'm gonna start with my trashy moment because it is a big trashy moment. So let's I was in Virginia this week for a lot of things: the Culture of Life uh, gala, fashion show. Um, what else? Tea party. There were a bunch of things going on. There was a big event in Liberty University. And I was coming home last night. I was supposed to get in at like 8 p.m. So we're chilling, right? Like it was like a like a half an hour flight, a layover, and then another hour flight. Well, we get back to Tampa and the plane's like super far from the terminal. I'm like, what is going on? We landed and the pilot's like, it's going to be about another hour until we can get to the terminal because apparently there were huge storms south of us in all the airports. And I remember seeing things on Instagram about this, but I didn't connect to my mind that it's where I was. So all the airports are shut down. So they redirected all of the airports to Tampa or all the airplanes to Tampa. So there was no terminal for us to, for the plane to dock in or whatever. So an hour goes by, right? I'm just like annoyed. It's Sunday night. I want to be home. Well, then the pilot comes on again and it starts to rain by us. And he's like, okay, so there's lightning now. So they're shutting down all the terminals. We may have to sleep on the plane. By now, (laughs) it's 9.30. I was like, heck no, I am not sleeping on this plane. I'm getting off one way or another. So the lightning ends like an hour or two later. It was a a total of four hours that we were stuck in this plane in the same place in Tampa. (laughs) Finally, we get off. It's midnight. But we're home. So that was my night last night. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, thank you. Absolutely I no. Know. Uh-uh, not happening. Oh my I gosh. Don't... When I was flying back from Florida, they were like, oh yeah, we may have to cancel the flight. Like it got delayed an hour and I was annoyed. And then we were like circling the airport for a little while, like back in Chicago, trying to land. And like finally we did. But I was being so impatient and like we were only delayed. Like I got, you know, off the plane an hour later than I was scheduled to. And now I just feel like I was just being selfish. Like seriously, well, it was not that bad in retrospect. Like, wow, it's hard. that is terrible. There is like no impatience like there is when you're sitting on the plane in the city you want to be in with an almost dead phone. Like it's just it's just like you feel completely helpless. I hate I was when like, your phone's almost dead. I'm never traveling again, but uh, like, that's not going to No, I've happen. found that I don't 
love flying. Like it's just, I don't know. At first when I was doing it, cause like I didn't fly my whole life until like I turned 17 and then I went and visited my brother in South Carolina, like literally three days after I turned 17. Mm-hmm. And it was just like thrilling. It was, it was so exciting. And now, I mean, I've flown a decent amount since nothing crazy, but a little bit. And I'm like, eh, I don't like this that much. And then I have an eight hour flight to London in a couple weeks. Yeah. I'm like, actually exactly a month from today. Exciting. Very excited. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think if anything, this has convinced me that I do need to get TSA pre-check. A lot of people have told me to get it, but I'm what like, is that? does that really matter? Well, basically, I mean, it wouldn't help for my situation, but it would help. I wouldn't have to get to the airport early. You, you just go through right away. They basically do a background check on you and make sure that you're not sketchy. And then you can just go, like, go through Like you don't have to wait in security lines. Oh, that sounds but so nice. It's so nice. And like the thing that I hate the most about flying isn't like, I honestly love being in airports. I like talking to people. I like meeting people. There's a ton of cool people you can meet at the airport. Um, also, the past few flights that I've flown on, I've been, like, holding, not this one, but the past few ones, I've been able to, like, hold a baby every single flight. So, like, there's been a mom who, like, I'm like, oh, can I, like, do you want me to hold your baby or do you need me to help? There's been a lot of babies on my flight, so that's been nice. But it just is such a waste of time. Like, you're just standing in the security line for an hour, and then you're waiting for your plane for an hour, and then sometimes you're stuck on the plane. So, anyway, travel struggles. Yeah. What's your it- trashy moment? Hope. Um, so for Lent, um, I did a pretty good job of staying to my Lenten sacrifice, which was kind of getting a handle on my money and living a life more simply and not buying so much because mm-hmm. we live in a culture that's like, buy, 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 buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, why did I? Yeah. Anyways, I did a pretty good job, but literally Easter Monday, my cousin and I were like, we're going shopping. So we did, we did go shopping. Um, and we went to this beautiful um, sorry, I've got like some sort of congestion, sinus infection You're kind good. of thing going on. Um, anyways, so the next day we went, we went shopping and I was like, oh yeah, I don't like need anything. I just kind of want to shop around. I was like, I do want to get a pair of earrings and a pair of shorts and a pretty dress. Like that's all mm-hmm. I want. Um, because again, like I said, I haven't bought anything for forever. I did find a pair of earrings um, at the other Kendra Scott location and they're beautiful and I love them. You can't see them because they're on my headphones right now, but it's fine. <laughs> um, they're, actually, I can just show you. They're these little cross earrings. Oh, I, I love those. I they're, love those. I can totally see them. Yeah, they're very pretty. Um, but then we went to Hollister and I'd never been to Hollister. My cousin's like, hey, I heard this story is good. Like, let's go take a look. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I did and I walked out after having spent $120 and that was after like every single coupon I could possibly find which I did a pretty good job with the coupon thing but like yeah 120 after coupons like wow okay so anyways and then the next day we thought that you know it would stop after that but actually I did <laughs> I still did a pretty good job but I went uh shopping with my sister-in-law and um and I found okay it is a stunning dress it is beautiful so I'm like glad I got it but it was like TJ Maxx and it was $40 which is normally TJ Maxx it's anything like the first you thing get though, anything you get at TJ Maxx, so you know if it's for if you're paying forty, it's probably worth like a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think I have the tag somewhere that says like what it used to be and what mm-hmm. it is now. Um. Anyways, I wanted it to wear on my Europe trip, and I wore it yesterday for church, and it was beautiful. Um. Aww. But yeah. So, anyways, we thought it stopped there, but it did not, and I spent like <laughs> way too much money after. So, anyways, now I'm on a no spending streak again. You live so. and you learn, and mm-hmm. that happens, especially I feel like for us as women, like. We find beautiful things and like we obviously have a yearning for beauty, but like sometimes we take that out on buying the beautiful things instead of like making beautiful things or like 
doing well, beautiful things like with our lives. Oh, what's your classy moment? Oh, this is embarrassing. Okay, it's star- it's it was fifty seven dollars, and I got it for forty. Oh, that's not good. That's not fun. Whatever. It's that's really not funny. a good deal. Okay. No, it was not a good deal. Oh well. Ugh, they should have made it like twenty. And I accidentally got it in a size two, and I'm a size four. So Ooh. oh well. Wow. I'll live. It's not that bad, but it's a little. But bad. you wore it. That's good. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah. Um. What is your classy moment? my classy moment oh my classy moment is that so over this weekend I was um doing like a million and one things with culture of life fashion right and growing up I think we've talked about this before but like I grew up with five boys like I didn't wear makeup I still don't wear makeup very much you know I try I have tried but like I'm not good at it well when you're hanging out with women who like do their makeup beautifully like so classy uh, wear these like amazing brands of makeup, like American Women Beauty and like Crunchy. Um, the whole weekend, like every time before an event was like a makeup tutorial. So that's my classy moment is that I feel like I learned at least a little bit certain things to do so that I can maybe make my makeup look a little bit better than it typically does. So that's my classy moment. <laughs> that's a fun classy moment. Yeah, back in January is when I decided I wanted to learn makeup a little bit more because well, I was going you're- to that. You're good at it though, Hope. Like you are, or at least Hope came down to Florida. When she when she came down to Florida, she did her make a few of the days, maybe all of the days. But you you are good at making like a natural look. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I well, when I was in theater, we would have to do like a really heavy makeup. Mm-hmm. And it I don't know if it was just like the product or the fact that I was, you know, whatever, but it made me break out so badly. And I yeah. was like 11, 12, 13. So like kind of that age, but still it just, I hated the way it made my skin feel. So then I went on a strike from like 14 till like, I'm not even kidding you, like 18, mm-hmm. where I literally would just do mascara. And on fancy days, it was mascara, eyeshadow and a lipstick um, or like a lip gloss actually. So it yeah. never got fancy ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then back in January, I started like, having this yearning for just like beauty. And mm-hmm. also I was going to that Rose Gala and I was like, well, I feel like I should like, you know, it's a gala, like I should look mm-hmm. nice. Um, so then I like asked my sister-in-law, who's like a license, like she's a hairstylist, but she also had to get licensed in like makeup. Mm-hmm. So I asked her for a bunch of tips and tricks. So she sent me a tutorial. So I learned from her. Um, yeah, I do have to say- fun. I really think though, cause like my other problem was I would buy like cheap makeup or like I would get cheap makeup and like just have it and use that. We had like good makeup and it made such a difference. It like makes good a difference. organic, like quality stuff. So I don't know. I would encourage people to invest. Right now I've been loving crunchy makeup. I actually put a lot of girls onto that this weekend. Um, I've been loving crunchy makeup, but also American Women Beauty. They're all all natural. They support the pro-life movement. Um, I can put the codes to that stuff in our show notes, but crunchy and American Women Beauty. I love Hope Beauty USA. She's also got some great stuff. Um, definitely kind of more, I, I would say more show makeup, maybe, you know, her stuff is more like gala show makeup kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. It's, it is. It's very thick, but it's very good quality. Um, yeah. Do you have any other makeup brands that you like? Well, because I'm still trying to get a hold of my finances, um, a makeup brand that I like that's more affordable for me is Honest. Um, they just sell at Target. Yeah. You've said a few things. Are they, they're natural? Yeah. They're, they're more natural. Okay. So, so the box I'm reading, I have, I don't know. I got mascara Mm -hmm. yesterday. 
um and their box just says like we keep it clean and then you can see all of the ingredients there's beeswax water um just you know a lot of just more natural looking things i'd have to look at this a little bit more because my it's tiny print um because it's a small box but um i don't know i really like it like the, the the lash primer has a lot of beeswax too like it just i don't know it's it's more natural um and so what what i found was a couple of weeks ago i was like influence which is so embarrassing um to get like the l'oreal telescopic mascara oh and, yeah like, is that the one you hated hated so yeah. like it applied really well like it applied really well and the way the brush was so it was like half of a brush so like imagine like you're looking at like a, a mascara brush right like if you put out your finger and there's all the little spikes around it or whatever that help mm -hmm. you know um spread out your lashes and apply the mascara well this one only had half of it so like if you were to cut your you know cut it down half oh I know what you're talking I know exactly what kind of a brush you're talking about I don't like those yeah. either oh I liked it I thought that oh really I, well it, I liked the one side of it that like helped it you know mm -hmm. which I used it this morning just to get the lashes separated which I guess mm -hmm. you could just get like a lash separator brush thingy so yeah. I don't know why I'm you know saying I like that anyways I but the point is is that it applied really nicely but it did not come off. Like, I don't yes. care how many showers I took, how many makeup wipes I used. Every single time you would wipe it with a wipe, every single time it was the same amount just coming off and off and off. I would go through so many wipes just trying to get any of it off. And no. I yeah. hated it. But but That's... but it wasn't like waterproof. And like if it if you got it wet, like it would run down your eyes, but it would still be clumpy and on your eye. I don't even know how to explain how terrible it was. No, I know um, what you mean, because that's what I was gonna say about my favorite product from Crunchy, probably because it's the product I use the most, is the Crunchy Mascara. And that's what I was gonna say about um about makeup or uh, mascara like that. I've gotten a lot of mascara that I like that works well, but it will stick to your eyes like nothing. It will stick and and sometimes yeah. it'll like stick your eyes closed. And like if like I go to the beach a lot, like it'll just like be gross. Like it's just gross. It just won't come off. Well, the nice thing about natural brands is that they don't have as many of those sticky chemicals and stuff. So it'll make your lashes look good and it'll last for a long time. But to get it off is so easy. Like I don't I even use it. real makeup remover. I use this moisturizer stuff to get my stuff my makeup off because it's I not like to use coconut oil yeah it's not just like for my eyes though not like my skin. to your face anyway yeah totally so if you guys need... on this because it was like 17 dollars at the target but it's a clean brand and that's what i can afford right now one day yeah. i will up my she's a little bit more expensive but i have if if you guys dm either hope or i depending on what you want to use i have some discount codes that i can give you to make it a little bit cheaper um and yeah i yes. i definitely i think it's worth the investment but obviously Otis is another um another makeup brand that is clean yeah. and good that you can use. I'm sure Crunchy's really done that. I'm sure Crunchy's better, like yeah. like quality wise because it is more expensive. So maybe maybe it's something right. worth investing in. Um, one day for me. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that's a good classy. Anyway, moment. um, my classy moment. Oh my gosh, I literally thought of it. And now I'm like blanking. Oh, so this kind of goes into a little little bit of our topic today but I have I'm just going to say the classic moment and then I'll say later how it ties in okay. but I have started implementing more feminine aspects um into my life well, uh, really because good. I work yeah I work a lot um mm -hmm. whether that's on the rally that I'm doing or you know well I was doing stuff for Illinois to Life and Perfection League and babysitting and Kendra and it was just it was a lot 
Um, and I was kind of scatterbrained and, you know, there's, there's that way of like, okay, do I make more money or do I prioritize? Like, it sounds so cliche, but like my holiness and my joy. And I was jeopardizing my holiness and my joy for finances, which we don't realize is, is a sin because you're making something else a God. And, you know, we think that we're above this. We think like me, especially, I was like, I would never make anything higher than Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was, I was making my phone higher than Jesus. I was making money higher than Jesus. Um, And so I was finding that I was not happy in the life that I was living. And so I've taken steps to bring in a more feminine lifestyle um, and, and live more fully because of that. So like a couple like examples, like I would be walking in a church on Sunday and be like, oh yeah, like I literally only had time for Jesus like on Sunday this week. I was just so busy with like work and things like that. And like, I don't know if this happens with your phone, but I get a notification from screen time every single Sunday, like right at Mm. church time. Mm. And it tells me how much time I spent on my phone on average per day this week. I, I don't even know how to explain this to you. It was a lot. Like it it was, you know what, full transparency. It was like six, seven hours around yeah, there. This week crazy. it was six hours. Yeah. It's bad. And so I'll blame it like, oh, well, I work for my phone a lot of the time or whatever. But like you can see your most used apps and it was not, <laughs> right. yeah, that just took a little humbling. And so that's how my phone became bigger than God because I was making time for my phone, no problem, but I was not mm-hmm. making time for Jesus. Um, or if I was, it was like 30 minutes at the max, which is ratchet. Um, and then um, because I work so much and everything, I was not happy because we women aren't made. We're not made to be boss babes. Like we're not. <laughs> um, we were made to be homemakers and 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 moms and wives. Like that is what we were literally, our natural inclination was made for. I don't care what anyone says. I know that for a fact. It's like biblical. Um, doesn't mean you can't do the boss babe thing. I mean, I'm doing the boss babe thing. Um, but I wasn't happy with it. And so I'm like, you know what, until I get, I can't, I can't bank on getting married. We're not in the day where we have arranged marriages anymore. There's a good chance. I don't ever get married, which would be sad, but there's a chance. So I do have to work. So I was like, okay, how can I work, but also live a feminine lifestyle? So classy moment is getting a hold on those kind of things. So yeah, I love that. So I, I was thinking while you were talking about this, I think we started talking about this last week and the episode we we didn't use because um the audio was terrible. But anyway, I absolutely love that. And I think that everything you just said is so important to talk about right now because maybe, maybe it's just for me. Maybe I'm just noticing this, but okay. So like three years ago, two, three years ago, there was this huge emphasis in conservative pro-life culture on being boss babes. Like, I really think there was two, three years ago, right? I agree. You can do it all. You can have it all, right? You can be this, this like strong, powerful woman working in the city every day and you can come home and have like a happy family, right? Well, that was like two years, two, three years ago. Some people tried that, right? I mean, I tried that. I worked in the city for a year and I, as much as I love my job, I was not happy. That's not who, that's not, it's not natural for women to do that, to get up at 5 a.m., go to a corporate job, come home at seven. Like, it's just not natural. Anyway, so we tried that for a few years in the conservative pro-life movement and there has been a huge switch. Like there has been a huge switch the past six months to women saying, 
you know, why are we doing this to ourselves? Like, why are we creating this culture where we're obviously unhappy? Like, who are the happiest in our societies? I mean, we see it. We see these mothers who are being homemakers, who are focusing their energy on these children. Only women can make children. Only women can raise children right, right? Um, well, we're seeing this come back. And so I think that young women like us are kind of stuck in the middle, right? We're not, we're told like, like we have to, we have to have a job, right? We have to, we're, we don't live in a culture where it's acceptable to live with your parents until you get married. I mean, you can, if you want, but like, personally, I don't want to, <laughs> and I, I mean, <laughs> uh, but like, even, even not even just live with your parents. Like we don't live in a culture where like your father supports you until you get married because not everybody gets married. And I mean, I, there's also a problem with men in our culture, but that's a whole different <laughs> subject. But anyway, so young women like us are like, okay, so we want to be like these successful women, but like, we also see these mothers living this beautiful, amazing life. Like we also want to homestead. We also want to do all this stuff that is natural to us. So we're like, how do we implement that? And and work right how do we implement that and work in fields that at least for hope and I like we're very passionate about so um I don't know I think that I I've also been on this journey I've also started I guess with the new year I think I've started doing a lot more like learning how to make sourdough bread I've been growing sprouts this past week it's very funny I have like a ton of jars of like these little seedlings that I'm growing because I was like I was looking up what can you grow in your house because I wanted to farm but like we don't have land and you can grow sprouts. So anyway, um, so yeah, that. that's awesome. But anyway, anyway, I think that there that it's something that needs to be addressed because young women like us are like in between, right? We're not married. We can't be staying home with our kids all day, and we no. love what we're doing. But it's also like we need to focus. And like you said, a lot. I I think this too all the time. I'm like now, like you know, all these people who say, "Oh, like you're not making time for God." Like anyone can make time for God. Well, the fact is there's only so much time in the day, right? Like you literally can't create time. So you have to purposefully make time and you have to put that above everything because at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, that's all that matters, right? At the end of the day, all that matters is getting to heaven. You could be the brokest person in the entire world. And if you get to heaven, you'll be chilling. <laughs> yeah, the really scary thing for me is that I was getting, and this is again, so and humbling I was getting more like upset or grossed out or like ugh, over like losing a follower and I'm not even kidding you because for some reason my Instagram like it was like I was like between like three numbers and it was for like two months like it was like it was going up and down between these three numbers for like months and it was just it wasn't growing and I was like this is so obnoxious I was getting more annoyed and grossed out by that and the fact that Instagram algorithm was just being a brat to me mm -hmm. than the own, my own sin in my own life. Yeah. Like I would swear and I would not be the child that God wants me to be. Um, and I would get angry. I mean, seriously, every single time I've gone to confession recently, it's like I have so much anger in me and I'm not called to that. I found that I have a really, really hard time seeing Jesus in other people. Um, and, and, and like, you know, working in retail has not helped with that. Um, <laughs> gotta be honest. Cause people will come in and just choose violence. And you're like, girlfriend, I am just trying to do my job here. Okay. Um, 
And, and I know, I know that this is not the life that God created me to live. So, um, I had deleted TikTok for about two months back in like the fall ish. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got it back because I was doing social media for Illinois to life. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go on it for Illinois to life. Well, that didn't happen because it was just on my phone. Yeah. And then I had a video back in like October do really, really well on Instagram. It's probably like my most, you know, viral video on Instagram. And, and I was so authentic in it and I was real and it, you know, whatever. Um, And then there would be a couple moments after that, maybe two or three where I had like authentic, real moments I wanted to share through social media. Mm -hmm. And those videos are the ones that always did the best. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I got in this cycle of, being like, okay, well, in order to grow on Instagram, I have to post three times a week. Doesn't matter the content. I just need to get it out there. Mm-hmm. It needs to relate to my niche, which is pro-life. Um, and I just need to get it out there. And those videos are the ones that would do like terribly. Um, and so I, I realize authenticity gets you a lot further than just vomiting content. For sure. For um, sure. And people do vomit and, content. And people engage with that more people want to see that right we know this is well I guess maybe maybe let's let's before we get so much into into authenticity and stuff like that on social media let's talk about what the topic for today is you want to say it's a a reflection on Lent um as well as the fact that I am getting off almost completely getting off social media, which I'll explain a little bit more. But yeah, so do you want to, exp- while we're talking about social media, do you want to explain about that? Um, Explain about getting me getting off? Yeah, so okay. so al- going along with all of this, right, we're talking about like that, this kind of stuff <laughs> in regards to trashy and classy moments. Well, I mean, the, the purpose of this podcast episode is we want to kind of do a little reflection on my- Lent, but we also want to talk about, um, Hope texted me this week. <laughs> Because I don't know what I was what I was texting you about something. Uh, I think oh you know what we were talking about. I had listened to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, from last week, and I was listening to it, and I I loved it. I loved the podcast from last week, yeah. and I was like I was like dude, it was on like, passive income. Yeah, and I was like dude, it has a you, lot to do with social media. Yeah, I was like dude, have you listened to this? And she just texted me back. She's like. Yeah, but uh, it comes at a bad time because I'm getting off social media. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, are you good? So Hope hasn't even explained to me. I think I kind of know the reason why, but do you want to explain to everybody else why you're getting yeah. off social media? No, no, no. You were so sweet. I really appreciated you reaching out. You, you, I was like, I was, you good? <laughs> yeah, no. She was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm like, um, yeah, no, 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 I'm good. So um, I have a lot of like, I I don't say I have anxiety because I haven't been diagnosed and I don't want to claim that, but I Mm -hmm. get really anxious. Um, And so I know that's not a life that God wants me to live. I know that my phone being prioritized above my prayer time with Jesus is not a life God wants me to live. Um, And I know that like God's calling me to the pro-life movement, but I know he doesn't want me to be unhappy in it. Um, Of course not. Yeah. So through all this, like, you know, wasted time and, and things like that, I um more recently just decided to get off social media now there's a couple things so I'm getting off TikTok completely TikTok is a waste of time and it hurts my heart most of the time um I on Easter went to bed angry because I saw that Chris from Mr. Beast came up left his wife and kid and and is trans and I went to bed angry 
And then I woke up and I saw that there was some t- drama with um within the deaf community. And I went and I woke up angry um, and upset at the world. And then I saw this video of um, this girl being super disrespectful to cops for no reason. And I was angry. And then I saw this really like accidentally stumbled across this really dirty video. And despite the fact that I skipped it, I still got a little bit of that in my brain and it's Mm -hmm. stuck there now. And I will never unhear what I heard. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I am so angry and unhappy when I go on that stinking app that it needs to go. But I love Instagram. Um, And Instagram is, I don't know, I think it's a fun one, but it's still extremely anxiety inducing for me. So Mm -hmm. I'm deleting TikTok, but for Instagram, I'm not deleting it, but I am putting a five minute time restraint on it and having my mom do the passcode. So that way I cannot. Wait, so you can only be on it for five minutes? I'm doing it for five minutes so that I can still post if I feel inclined to. Because okay. I still want to share, I still want to share my simply pro life ideas, um, but I don't want to be scrolling on Instagram anymore or right. through. Um, like I was hanging out with Coddle, well, I was hanging out there this past weekend, but the weekend before is when this happened. I was like, I kept like just picking up my phone, opening Instagram, and clicking through a couple stories, and he was like, "What are you doing? You're like, you're you're wasting so much time." He's like, "I mean, you're like addicted, yeah, yeah." It was a serious addiction. I'm like, I wonder if there's like a, a little timestamp thingy on it or like a counter so I can see how many times I just like meanlessly like click on Instagram. I don't know, it's mm-hmm. so weird. Um, so yeah, so anyways, I decided to get off. Um, I have to send in. I just sent in a couple last um videos for Eleanor to life and now I can delete TikTok so yay um doing that as soon as I hear back from um the lady who's in charge um and then Instagram I'm putting a five-minute camera on today so question before we go further so are you not going to be doing content for Eleanor right to life anymore no which is what I I meant when I said that I was giving up money to prioritize my oh gotcha everything was that like you know that's fair part of the job um right and like it you know it's not like a major you know check or anything like that but it was something and mm-hmm. um you know that's going away now and it's not the end of the world or anything but you know you have to make those sacrifices in order yeah, to yeah you know, prioritize sure. that um but yeah I don't know I just found it really like heartbreaking and toxic and TikTok especially so um, I guess yeah so I guess in relating to other people what would you say like do you think this is a problem you see other people have? Like, like, what do you think? Or do you think this was a personal decision? It was very, very, very personal. Like, when I was thinking about what I would say on this podcast today, I don't think that, like, I would be like, oh, like, I don't think that I would go to anyone and advise them to get off social media because hmm. it is such a personal thing. Like, it is so, like how you handle Instagram and how, you know, you uh, or social media in general and how addicted you are is totally a personality trait. Mm-hmm. Um, and my personality just can't balance it. Um, <laughs> That's apparently. fair. So I don't think, I don't and- think it's everyone's issue, but I do think that we need to make sure that it is not infiltrating. And, and you know what, maybe it just needs to be a little break. Maybe it just needs to be like a month or two, just off mm-hmm. cold cut. And, 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 and it was really interesting because I was listening to, um, okay. I can't remember her name right now. She's got the, whoa, that's good podcast. Um, her dad was on. Oh, Sadie Robinson. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Her. I was listening to her podcast and mind you, she's got like five point something million followers. I'm over here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 
um, you know, way smaller group of people. I love all of them dearly, but way smaller group of people. And she's getting off Instagram for a year. Yeah. A year. I'm focused on her family life. I know. I'm like, okay, if Sadie Robinson can get off Instagram with her (laughs) 5 million followers for a year Mm -hmm. and she's moving and she's having a baby, like those are all things you want to share. If she can do it for a year. Yeah. I can put a five minute timer on it. Like it is not that bad. Um, Yeah. It's not the end all be all for our mission. And my grandpa saved so many lives and he never had social media. Mm -hmm. Half the time he didn't even have email. There's ways to do it for sure. And I think it's actually, it's funny that Hope texted me this morning that she wanted to talk about this. And it's funny because I had a really long conversation with a friend about this yesterday who we've, we've talked about this a bunch of times before, but she was, she was struggling with it and she actually decided to get off social media as well. And I was like, I don't know. I've never really had that where I think, oh, I need to get off social media. But I was asking her, I was like, like, why? Like, is it that you feel like, explain to me more why I was like, is it that you feel like these people are doing better than you? Is it that you feel like you you're competing? Like, is it, are you jealous? Like why? And she was like, I really think the main reason is that there's so much, um, in what's the word, like not authenticity, there's not authenticity anymore on Instagram. And she was saying that a few years back, she thinks it was a lot better and it's just gotten a lot more curated and for the algorithm and not as much authenticity. And I, and she was like, she was like, I know people personally who I know them in real life and they're just a completely different person on social media. And I was thinking about that and I was like, I know, like that's true. And that really bugs me. And so it's just, but for me, it's like, for me, there's, there's a few reasons that I love being on social media. One of them is that I, that's how I communicate with people from across the country that I know. And I, I get DMs about people who, my content has made a difference or who have found live action through me, you know, or who have found all this stuff. And that's huge to me. But I see what she's saying about how like, if you're if you're on there for looking at other people's lives and like looking for something to model, it is very hard because you might see something that looks amazing. And then the person's life's a wreck and you find out they're getting divorced the next week. And then it's like, well, what kind of a model is that? Yeah. But when, but when you, when you know that, you know, there are certain people that I know personally and I follow their lives through social media. Right. And I know that that's how they are in real life. Uh, for example, I mean, I guess this is just because I spent so much time with them, but the Diodesi family, the culture of life family, right. They have such a beautiful family dynamic. They have such a beautiful, um, feminine life. Right. And they share that on social media and that's beautiful. But for someone who's looking at social media, um, kind of for a guide and like for people to like look up to it's hard because we do not live in an honest world anymore you know we do not live in an honest world we do not live in a world where people are going to share from their heart they're going to share what they think is going to get the most likes so totally I think that's a huge culture problem I think that that's something that could be fixed but I also think another way to deal with it is just not have it right so right it's you know it's it's really a balance and this is totally a self you know <clears throat> like a you know a personal thing but you know that you need to see you know it does the good outweigh the bad and for a while for me it was it was you know the good that social media brought outweighed the bad but mm-hmm. right now the bad is outweighing the good and, yes um yeah yeah and that's that's, that's a choice you gotta make um one thing that I was noticing too that was really really I don't know difficult was I I was like 
starting to read more, right? Because I was like trying to like detach myself from my phone just kind of more naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was outside last, this last week was like beautiful. Like the weather was amazing. Um, I heard up North, I heard it was beautiful. And now it's yeah. cold again. Now it's freezing again. No, literally Saturday, we, it was 80 degrees. I was out on a beach in a sundress eating fruit. It was, a, it was great. And then Sunday, the very next day, it's like snuggled up inside with baggy sweatshirt and jeans because it's freezing and snowing, like literal yeah. snowballs. It was so weird. Um, Not a fan of the Midwest weather, but you know, here we are. Um, anyway, so I was like outside reading a book. Um, I'm reading The Nightingale right now. It's actually really good. It's a World okay. War II book. And um, I'm outside reading the book and I've got, um, it was like early in the morning. So, you know, beautiful out. And I had like some toast with like peanut butter and bananas on it and like my coffee and my book. And it was like very, very aesthetic or whatever you want to say. And my immediate like knee jerk reaction is, oh, I got to take a picture of this and post this. It, mm-hmm. And then I'm like, my phone was inside because again, like I said, trying to detach. And I'm like, why? Like, I start asking myself, like, why do I want to post this? And now I'm asking myself that with, like, anything that I'm trying to share social media-wise. Like, what what, it, what good? And I feel like Emily Wilson talks about this a lot, too. Like, social media is so loud. It is mm-hmm. so loud. Um, And I saw this inter- interesting video recently talking about the reason that we're not experiencing as much happiness in this generation is because happiness, dopamine hits, are just a click away. And, and so the mm. happy things seem so mediocre um and and the little things the kind of more boring things seem so lame and monotonous because we're so used yes to dopamine hits every single minute of our day like yes. all the time and, and when so, we're not getting that we're like feel like we're lacking yeah and it's total withdrawal my cousin got off tiktok back in november and she said that for the first few weeks maybe even months she was experiencing withdrawal and now she doesn't even think heck? about it yeah wow. because you know it is you know there are those dopamine hits and like it just it's like that knee-jerk reaction so Connell and I went to the beach on Saturday just like for a very short time just like we weren't gonna swim or anything because the water was too cold but like you know we sat and we had some drinks and like obviously like just like sodas or whatever you had some drinks um, <laughs> had some drinks <laughs> you know they're like sodas and like those fun fancy bottles um and we took some pictures because you know we both looked great and we we're like yeah no sure why not sounds great and most girls would just, you know, I mean, they were really cute pictures. They were, are. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to post those. And then I asked myself, like, why? Why am I posting that? Like, like it's not bad. It's not wrong. But what is the point? It is okay to keep something special. Being private. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just keep I, it special. Oh, my gosh. I agree with you so much. Especially this time in my life. There, I mean a few things I feel like we've talked about this before and I think that I think that it's a good what you're saying is a good thing you know the why is very important and for me a lot of the times when I post a little more insignificant things it's because I think back on like what younger me would have wanted to see and younger me wouldn't would have wanted to see that there is a way to live a purposeful life and also incredibly enjoy it you know and so that's why I post some little things well, in regards to keeping things private, um, I agree with you so much. I think that this culture of like, uh, one of my coworkers talks about this a lot it's in regards to like motherhood, right? This culture of like sharing every little thing about your children. It's like, do you really want the whole world to see that? Um, and in regards to keeping like, 
it's it's kind of just like common sense that when you keep things private, it's more it's just more special, right? You don't want your life to always be an open book. You don't want people to always be able to read into your life. And really, who are you living your life for? Are you living your life for God or are you living your life for the world? So yeah. I agree with you. I think that like there's there's a lot of things that I keep private that I do not share with many people besides my friends, right? They have to reach out to me to actually figure out what's going on. Um, I think that's really important. But before we end this, let's, let's, and we could talk about this for forever. We have talked about this on other podcasts as well. Um, but let's get into just a little short summary of our Lent, how we think yeah. our Lent went, uh, what we're striving for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, you, you can start. I've been talking okay. about this whole time. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say, and I was, I was talking to my friend about this as well. Actually, it's funny because I had a long conversation with a friend on the phone yesterday and we were talking about literally social media and Lent. Um, so, I mean, I don't think after Lent, anyone is like, oh, I'm perfect. Like I did that perfectly. I did that so well, not at all. But my Lenten goal this year was, I had a few, but my main one that I'll talk about is, was to reach out to a different person that I hadn't talked to in a long time every day for a phone call, right? To ask them, hey, like you're free to catch up for a second. And let me tell you, um, there were some, there were definitely some God things in that time. There were some people who I hadn't talked to in years who like happened to be going through a breakup, right? There were people who um, I hadn't talked to in years who like were starting something new and like we, we talked about it for a long time. God uses each of us in a different way. Obviously, all of our purposes are to know, love and serve God. But I, I really do think that personally, one of my main purposes is to help create community and help be there for people. And like, at least at this time in my life, that's what I have time for. And so I do think that that in Lent was, and and it also helped me to pray a lot more because, you know, you tell people all the time, oh, I'll pray for you, right? But like, it's like, do you actually remember? Well, because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I say that all the time, oh, I'll pray for you about this. And then probably about 70% of the time, I remember to like say a little prayer. But when you're, when you have this large, deep conversation with someone you haven't talked to in years, you think afterwards, oh my gosh, like I need to pray for them. Like, it's just a gut instinct, I feel like. So that was beautiful. And and it's easier to remember a long hour long conversation yes. than it is one quick text. Message. Exactly. A quick text message or a quick, uh, a quick conversation after church or something. Um, Holy week this week too, which you can talk about your Holy week as well. Holy week was beautiful. It was kind of funny because I started my Holy week down in Florida, in Tampa. I went to Palm Sunday mass, our church, this church that I go to, I don't think you weren't here for a Sunday, were you, Hope? No, no, no. This church that I go to is enormous. There, The congregation literally always floods out of the church. We have to keep doors open. And uh, for Palm Sunday, there was no way anybody was fitting in that church. Like, there was a small fraction of people who fit. We did a huge procession all around. It was absolutely beautiful. Holy Thursday was beautiful. I, go to, I went to all um, traditional Latin mass liturgies for this for this particular Holy Week, I don't always, but this week I did. And so we did the altar of repose, which is this beautiful um, altar that they make for Holy Thursday, stunning and the services at night. And then I went up to Wisconsin to my parents' parish, St. Stanislaus in Milwaukee. That is just- Really? Yeah. Did you know oh. that? No, no, I, I didn't know that. That that was the parish or that that's where- No, that that's where they went. Um, oh, yeah. 
a cut on myself to make our way to St. Stanislaus, but we've been to St. Joseph at, which is a block the yes, other way. Yes. But St. they're St. both Stanislaus stunning. Is stunning. Literally yeah, an enormous cathedral. And compared to the churches in Florida, one thing I don't like about churches in Florida is that they are a lot less ornate. Like there's something about Midwest churches. It's one of the only things I like about the Midwest is they have some insanely beautiful churches. And so we did uh we did the rest of the day's liturgies at St. Stanislaus studying and it just makes you it just it is such a great culmination the traditions of the catholic church are so beautiful they yeah, really are they're so fitting they're so beautiful and honestly I was talking to somebody the other day who isn't even catholic and they were like you know seeing all these traditions it's like you guys put a lot of importance on your faith and that's true we do you know yeah. that's, that's what you should do if you if you are of a faith like that'd be kind of important to you so anyway that was that yeah. was my little summary what about you well, Holy Week was a little different than I anticipated this year, and that's okay. Um, so, of course, Palm Sunday Mass. It was deceiving because it was sunny out, and so I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'll wear a short dress. Like, I mean, like, knee length. It was yeah. freezing. Um, oh, really? And we started outside. Yeah, no, it was so cold. I was dying. My legs were, like, turning purple. Um, it was fun. Oh, gosh. And, uh, did you guys have a procession as well? Um, it started outside. Right, it starts outside. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't do anything Not after, a procession? Like, okay. Season. No um I don't know why I don't know if we have that I can't remember right now um and then you know my kind of goal was to get in a church every day during holy week well that like, was been awesome so I went Monday and Tuesday um either to adoration or you know whatever didn't go Wednesday I don't think I don't think so no maybe I did no I did not um, and then on Thursday, normally I would have gone to Holy Thursday Mass, um, mm -hmm. but Connell got a really bad skin infection, Ooh. um, and we were going to go downtown, do the whole visiting the churches downtown thing. Um, he couldn't move his wrist. Like, it was really oh. bad. Um, and so he couldn't go to that, so I was like, okay, well, I could go to St. Peter's still with my family, um, but his family was also going to church, and like, he was in so much pain and misery that like, I just, I didn't want him by himself. Mm -hmm. Um, especially cause like, it's not like he would have gone crazy or anything, but I didn't want him like picking at his skin. Like I wanted to distract him cause it was, mm -hmm. he was in so much pain. And so I like, I wanted to distract him by like, you know, kind of doing something. So it was really nice. We went, so I didn't go to Holy Thursday mass for the first time since I think I was like six. Um, but that's okay. I think that I was, yeah, you were, you were helping someone in need instead. Yeah. yeah. So it was really nice though. We went, we watched the sunset and like we read, we started reading the St. Faustina book, which I thought was really appropriate because we were both kind of in times of suffering, his physical, mine more mental, um, spiritual anguish and everything. And mm -hmm. and reading that book just puts so many things into perspective. And it's You mean St. Faustina's diary? Yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful book. I read it out loud because if you read it in your head, it kind of just like, it's so heavy. It's a so, lot and it's yeah, big. It's big. So I read it out loud to him because um, I like reading out loud. Like I really enjoy it and he likes listening. Um, so we did that. And then Good Friday, we went to the, I, I, I just went to the service. Um, he didn't, but he was home with like his family or something. So he was fine. Um, so I went, he didn't want to go because a hot stuffy church would have irritated his skin even yeah. more. So yeah. Um, but then we, I did that. And then it was my sister's birthday. So we celebrated her birthday on fine. Good Friday, you know. Um, oh, and then yeah. he, Actually, that Holy Saturday was beautiful. We had a really nice time with our family. That was just a big family day. And then Easter, again, big family day. Beautiful weather. 
Um, and it was just really nice. And it was a different Holy Week than I was expecting, but it was really nice. And looking That's back beautiful. on Lent, um, I feel like I've been able to have better perspective and more clarity of mind. So like, yes, I gave up like spending on myself, but I grew in spending on others, which I think is important. I that. Yeah, that's so important. And then I grew just in, you know, you know, just perspective in general. So yeah, I think Beautiful. that's important. I yeah. love that help. Well, that's Good a lunch, little guys. that's a little summary um of our Lent and our social media decisions. And yeah, let us know your thoughts, your comments, uh, any advice you have, any advice you want. And yeah. we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Stay classy, ladies.